I got something to say about West Virginia. Uh oh. Mm. <laughs> Tim Tim lives in West Virginia. Just send afraid. it. <laughs> so uh I've been fighting this cold for about a week now. Um so I sound extra nasally tonight. And uh anyway, I went up to I went to Percival over here, which if you not if you don't know where Percival is, it's it's like a little bit west of, of Leesburg is like what, ten minutes west of Leesburg? Um, which is obviously closer to West Virginia. So I went to the wall. I went to a giant <clears throat> in Percival and I tried to get Sudafed because that, that's like my, my drug of choice when I get a cold, but it's the one you have to get, you have to give them your ID for. You know, you oh yeah. Much, Cause you might make meth, right? <laughs> well, you, so, you uh, did make meth. <laughs> so then I went over a little bit, it turns out a little bit more West closer to, to West Virginia to, to the Walgreens in town and I go up and ask if they have Sudafed. Well, I'm sorry, Giant said they didn't have any. They haven't had any for months and the lady wasn't particularly nice about it so I, I left and I went to Walgreens. Um, that lady was nice and she was like, well, there's this. they have this radius and the easiest way that I can explain it to you is basically, um, oh, she said, you can go uh, over to the Harris Teeter in town which is not even a mile away from the store I'm in. She's like, they have it usually. And um, the reason is they're outside of this radius that we are in. And basically it's been explained. She's, she's telling me, it's been explained to me that this radius is because we're too close to West Virginia. What? Oh, because all the meth heads are in West Virginia. <laughs> there we yes. go. Yeah. They come here to buy it. <laughs> wow. So yeah, like just go, go a quarter of a mile down the road and it's okay to buy it there. <laughs> I probably can't buy it near me then. I know, Tim. You're you're not you're not responsible. But. Well, I'm in Morgantown. Morgantown's not a meth head city. It's <laughs> the, a, the, the entire town. state is meth head. No, <laughs> yeah. they're they're the one shining light at the top of the state. Pretty much. If there's a place to live in West Virginia, it's Morgantown. Well, I got I'll my suit of Fed finally, so I just took some too. I had to deal with that buying uh, Allegra. Well, you're in West You can't even – you'd have to go like to Pennsylvania <laughs> no. to buy anything. <laughs> I got Allegra. I just – I couldn't Wait, buy more. Yeah. What, does yeah. that get you high? <laughs> I guess I guess you can mix it with stuff and make other things. But I, I bought Allegra 24-hour and I was like, I want 12-hour. So I went back and they're like, you can't buy this. And I was like, why? And they said, you already bought 24-hour in this month. You have to wait oh 30 days. And I said, can my wife buy it? And they said, sure. <laughs> well, couldn't you can you just split the pill in half? I don't know. Does it work like that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That sounds a little suspect. Oh my god, Chris is upside down. What the hell? <laughs> this is how I roll. Is this gonna be right? we, we were no. we, we were not supposed to reveal the anti gravity yet, dude. <laughs> oh, give me a second here. All right, flip your computer the other way around so that we can actually see. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know how you work with your computer like this, but <laughs> there you go. Chris, try sitting on the floor. On the you can leave and rejoin if you want. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm that's what I'll do. I'll be I'll be back in a few. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Bye. I make silly jokes because Chris and I uh, a lot of the times we're back and forth on different ideas for the for the production stage production. So. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah. So. So having having Naveed come in, you know, via helicopter is one. You know, so we've got ideas. I just saw him upside down. And I immediately thought of that Impractical Jokers episode where with with Mur, we had Mur on the anti gravity. Yeah. 
It wasn't even anti-gravity. It was just they had them upside down, literally. And they pouring the milk, eating <laughs> spaghetti. So good. Funny, the, the few episodes I've seen of Impractical Jokers, they reminded me of uh, Jerky Boys. I, I used to be a big fan of the Jerky Boys back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Of course. Uh, Chris, you're, you're welcome back. The Egyptian magician. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Jerky Boys, so. The Jerky Boys home video, I mean, that's kind of, they, they kind of stole that. From from the Jerky Boys, you know when that's they true. when they would uh, go to the payphone or mm-hmm. whatever that gag was, but they had to do what the other guy said. Yeah, yeah, pretty true. How you doing, Chris? Good. How you guys doing? Pretty good. 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 Nice to see everybody. It's been a while. Yeah, absolutely. I know. It's I know. Been a while. I was just thinking that today when the last time you were on the show on the podcast. Well, it was either Maiden was, or Sabotage. It was Killers. I thought. Yeah. Okay. Killers. Probably. Did we talk? About, I don't know. If we talked about Killers, did we? Well, I think pro- we did their debut, but we don't know if we talked. Do we talk about Killers? I don't know if we talked about Killers. Why don't we talk about Killers? I don't know. Shit. Wait, we've done. Was it, we've was done it seven five songs? years now, so I get confused yeah. on what years we've done and what years we haven't. I know because yeah, we, we didn't stick to a, like yeah. thirty years. So like yeah. some years we'll do all of ninety, and then some of eighty, and then another year we'll do ninety-one, <laughs> yeah. and we won't even do eighty-one at all. So well, I don't. Well, we, we got we went through the the albums that were released in ninety-three, and all of us are just like, uh, do we have <laughs> enough content for this? We're gonna have to year? go back to eighty-three because there's, yeah, exactly. there's a couple big ones from eighty-three for sure. One specific one I'm thinking of, but uh, I don't know anyway. where it is. Eighty-three. He's joking with the beast, Eric. What? Are you crazy? Yeah, I'm fucking with you. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's tooling with you, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Strategically right. located in the back there. Yes. Eric. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. And, and on Joe's too, actually. Joe's is behind. Oh yeah. That's the that's the fortieth anniversary that came out last year. That's wait, what nice. are we talking about? Number of the Beast album. Back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Man. it actually has um well, we'll get to it. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Once we get into mine, the podcast, mine is not bought that no. several years yeah. ago. Nah. Well, I have the original too, but it's beat the shit. It skips a lot. And so, it's a hand-me-down. Yeah. It is a hand-me-down. It's, I think that was Tim Capurso's, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Used as a drink coaster, most likely. Yes. Not in good shape. Not in good he shape. He was something else with albums. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we get going? Mm-hmm. Well, right. uh, we have local news that's kind of a downer, but uh, oh, yeah? for any of you guys from the D.C. region, you know, my friend... Uh, Pat Crane, better known as PJ Goon, passed away at the end of December. Figured he was a guitar player of the Goons. Was also in Death Camp, Death Camp Skinny, um, Reticence, uh, mm. music yeah. band, and I think Olden Boys. Uh, but uh, he uh, he you know uh, guy was a fighter. Uh, he was you know had uh, cystic fibrosis as a child, and you know his funeral is. is Sister mentioned, you know, they never checked it out, but, you know, the normal life expectancy in the, you know, it's born in 72. Normal life expectancy was eight. So really made it to wow. 50. I mean, he, he had a, uh, you know, a lung transplant back in 2002, but, uh, that guy, you know, when he and I were playing shows in the, the worst, you know, worst freaking venues, just covered in smoke back, you know, back when you could smoke in, in, indoors, you know, he would get on stage and just, Hey, smokers fuck you you know <laughs> wow and, uh, but one way or another pat was a friend of mine great guy and uh well 
Sorry to hear it. Yeah, Rest sorry about that. So we had a big plan at the end of last year. We we're going to do like a nice bookend episode where it's this is the we're going to celebrate the first album to feature Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden and not the last, but the last one before he took his little hiatus in the 90s, right? So, and it just happened. We didn't know that, it was a hiatus either when it happened. No, we didn't. Yeah, he thought it was, know. yeah. So, and it just so happens that, you know, Number of the Beast came out in 82 and Fear the Dark came out in 92. So, you know, us being a, a podcast that celebrates milestone anniversaries of albums, it made sense to kind of do them both. So, we may as well introduce our guests now since they've been talking and everybody knows at this point anyway. So, I will introduce them officially. So, um, We've got Fern and Chris here. They are in the premier East Coast Iron Maiden tribute band, Eyes of the Nile. Fern is the bass player. Chris is the drummer. This is a, Chris is a veteran of the show. Chris has been on the episode or on this podcast like three or four times at this point. But this is Fern's first appearance on the podcast. So, welcome, guys. Thanks for having me. Hello. Hi, Fern. For having us. Hello. Hey, <laughs> you guys know each other. Uh, <laughs> we I mean, we show up on stage together and then we leave, and that's how I know him. <laughs> he leaves he leaves the door open i'm hungry it, it works you know it's the best way to do it like no drama do your job <laughs> get paid i love the fact i love time. the fact i love the fact that you know we, we got another drummer on the show to you know as a guest but we also added in a bass player so it's now three bassists two drummers and one fucking guitar player. i know, I know. I'm, I'm way outnumbered this is crazy <laughs> i see what you're trying to do ever. here <laughs> hey to be fair i can play a little bit of drums and i can play a little bit of bass so fuck it i would hope as a guitar know. player you could play bass <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know yeah. if it uh, I, yeah and i don't know if it evens anything out but i actually am a drummer as well so figure yeah, out I've, I've seen you with a guitar on, on stage too for so. yeah a little bit i dabble i dabble see. andy sings I mean, really, wow. anybody with rhythm and, and arms yeah. and legs, you can pick up drums, right? <laughs> I always say it's the easiest thing to learn or start learning, but I think yeah. it's one of the it's hardest quasi, things to... It's quasi-musical. It's quasi-musical. It's, it's pseudo-music. Yeah, it's prehistoric, you know. It is. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's I, the hardest I, thing, I, one of the I, hardest things to really be good at. I mean, it's the easiest thing I think to learn. Well, yeah, that's know? the first thing I played was drums when I was a kid. Yeah, and I was like, fuck, fuck it, this is this is stupid. <laughs> let me let me do something where you can't. I want to I want to play heavy metal at bass so I can be in a band right away and, and be terrible and no one knows. <laughs> just turn. So you can down. stand in the back and turn to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Open E. That's, that's what I did. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I feel attacked, guys. <laughs> well, Keith did it as a, in a punk band, so he got oh, even yeah. easier. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you talk about open E, that's really all you need to do if you're in a punk band. <laughs> did you know that, uh, I, of course, I have to jump in with some Beatles nuggets of knowledge here, but... This is not a Beatles episode. I know, but speaking <laughs> of bass players not knowing what they're doing, he, their first bass player, Stu Sutcliffe, was so bad, he used to turn around and face the other way so people couldn't see... That he was playing in the wrong positions and everything, <laughs> and yeah, oh, and they all knew this. They but they were just friends, and John Lennon didn't want him to leave or anything. So they just he would turn around. Can you imagine? There's pictures where you could see him turn around. It's ridiculous. Can you imagine oh, that? No. Yeah, it's that crazy. reminds me of a, a a a moment of pride I had when we had a guitar player in our band. He was a lead guitar player, but yeah. when we play live, he'd use a volume pedal. <sighs> And turned down during the riffs because the the metal riffs that I wrote were too fast. He couldn't play them. That's yeah. what he turned down. 
So he would he would turn up during the solos, so you could hear him on the solos. But when the riffs would come in for the, you know, he was, rather, he was basically lip syncing. <clears throat> yeah, basically. Actually, <laughs> the guitar. He only he was only in the band for I think he only had like two live shows with us. So yeah, anyway. the first uh, band I was in, Aftershock, our first gig was the singers' graduation party from high school, oh, and okay. we played Lost for Words. <clears throat> nice, but we didn't play with bass because he never learned it. <laughs> so we just wow. we went up there and played it without bass. It's like, yeah, why not? It's huh. ridiculous. High school band, you know, not I mean, a good band. Yeah, yeah. not a good band to drop the bass from. No, no. But when you're 17 years old, it's just like we're gonna do it, you know, and then we play Wipeout. <laughs> yeah, you really got me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're gonna start with uh, Fear of the Dark. So, oh God. Uh, well, you know, hey, look, the way I look at it this 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 way, the the headliner, if we were at a concert, would be Number of the Beast by yeah. far, right? So yeah. the opener is going to be the, uh, the worst. This doesn't thing. even deserve to open oh, for well. anything. Oh, I got so much to say. <laughs> look at that. Fern's got both. Wow. Nice. Impressive. I don't even know if I have this on CD or tape. Or, or I have it on CD. There you go. Nice. See, Keith's got the tape. The cassette. Yeah. Wow. Nice. A track. Fern, Fern had the cassette as well. So I got the record back there. Can you see it? Nice. Oh yeah. All right. Let's get going with um Chris's favorite album, Fear of the Dark. Oh yeah. Best song. So Iron Maiden, obviously, you don't really need to introduce the band, but if you're new to this podcast and you've never heard of Iron Maiden for some odd reason, uh, vocals, Bruce Dickinson, bass, Steve Harris, guitar, Dave Murray, guitar, Yannick Gers, and drums, Nick McBrain. Uh, and this album was produced by Martin Birch, um, as as usual, but also co-produced by Steve Harris. I think this is the first one that he had actual producing credits on. If I Where was it recorded? Is it? I think this, this was, was recorded this was, in his barn as well. Right. That's yes, what I they, they, they renovated it, though, after um, <laughs> No Prayer. After No Prayer. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. just yeah. sounded yeah. a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. So, sort of, and it also sort of didn't. Yeah. 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 Different. <laughs> wet. Yeah. Reverby. Wet. I just think wet when I hear this album. Mm. I get wet yeah. listening to it. You get swampy. <laughs> like swampy sounding. I yeah. get moist. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, Burns like, well, about- why am I doing this? Well, it was nice meeting you guys. Uh, bye. <laughs> See you guys. No, I was just looking. It says uh, uh, remixed. I'm sorry, recorded and mixed at Barnyard Studios, Essex, England. Yeah, yep. Steve's yep. Steve's crib. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean the production is like like we were saying. It's not. Um, it doesn't. It it doesn't uh, hold up to their classic stuff and or it's, 
it's better than the one before, probably, but it's also I don't know. It's there's yeah. some stuff I don't like as much as well. Like I don't I don't think the bass sounds good. I don't think the drums sound good at all. But I, think I don't think the music sounds, sounds good. Well, when, I, <laughs> when I when I first heard it, it sounded to me a bit more, you know, to my untrained ear as a kid and a fan, um, it sounded almost fuller and bigger than No Prayer. No Prayer had a bit more of a raw sound to me. Yeah. Even even though listening back, it sounds not too far off like Seven Stun in style with some of the songs, like Bring Your Daughter. Even though it's like, yeah, you know. The, the single at the time and for some Maiden fans it was a little bit of a throwaway some thought it was cool but the more you listen to you, it's obviously Maiden but there was something a bit more I guess not as polished or produced about the sound whereas this one Fear of the Dark sounds a bit more uh, even if it's got its shortcomings it sounds a bit bigger and fuller than No Prayer to my ears yeah, mm. I think so. yeah. it's kind of funny that we're bringing that up because originally when we were first talking about doing this album there was like you know the whole like, all right, we're going to have the, the, the throwdown, you know, the two giant pillars of the Iron Maiden history, you know, no prayer versus, you know, fear of the dark. And I think we realized that the real loser here would be anyone that would sit through a conversation about. This. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> <laughs> so our, our work is cut out for us. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Um. Damn, so, I mean, you just shit I, on all of us, including yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the weird thing, I mean, do you want to keep listening to stuff or? Yes. Well, yes. We, we can talk about a couple of things. So I want to talk about the album cover. Um, yeah. Because there's a couple of significant things with the album. There's cover. Another, yeah, there's a problem there, right? Mm, yeah. Well, yeah. no. Yeah. Something's yeah. missing. No Derek. Wow. No Derek. Right. Riggs. De- no, yeah. no Derek. No yeah. Derek. Right. Yeah. There you go. Yep. See the selfie light little effect going on. I mean, it's on. not. It's it's. Is this the first of... one where the the logo is on the side as well? And maybe oh, the yeah. only one. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. I think it is. Yeah. I I think it is. I think yeah. it is. As well, that's uh, besides me. Yeah, no prayer was on the top, and the yeah. rest of them are all on the top. So yeah, yeah. Huh. I mean, it's not a bad album. No, it's... it's it's fine, but it's not. You know, it's not like w- when we get into Number of the Beast. There's some. You know, that's like. That's iconic, right? Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. This is not when you think Maiden. This like album covers. This doesn't pop into your head. So no, no, you know, so. it's, it's kind of bland, it's, especially just, for them. General comment about it is that, and I'll completely blab about it later. But the the first weird thing for me about this album cover is that it doesn't really, even though it's not, and I'll say this a couple of times later, it's not a concept album by any means but like when i hear fear of the dark i see the album cover and then the opening track i mean it's like holy shit you know it's just like in your face balls to the wall has like this dark edge to it angry Mm -hmm. and then you got this from here to eternity and (laughs) and then free to shoot strangers and then wait where the hell did it go um well, well, even that was a little dark and moody, but Chains of you. Misery, the apparition, it's like, what is going on? This is not dark anymore. Fear of the dark worry. means doesn't mean anything anymore. So I don't know. I Sometimes I think like the album cover should kind of, you know, dictate the dictate kind of the, the, the flavor of the album or something, yeah. even um, unless no, it's not uh, a concept album, but un- unless they had a fear of being dark. 
<laughs> I, I mean, there. <laughs> oh, they got fear as the key. I don't know. It's all messed yeah, up. I, I did, the theme is get, fear. Uh, yeah, I did get that theme. Listen, go go back and listen to this album. That fear is definitely a a theme. Yeah, in the yeah. album. Yeah, so. but I, I don't know why a, a monster that comes out of a tree would be scary for humans. Especially <laughs> maybe if you're stuck in a tree, you know, you just walk around the tree. That would be bad. But you know, it's like monsters it's still, coming out of a tree at night are scary. But it's not I mean, coming out of the know. tree. He's actually part of the tree. So he'd just be yeah. like, Rah! and you just, just be step like, back ah, and it's like, what, what are you going to do, buddy? What are you yeah. going to, yeah. You can <laughs> urinate be, on him, probably. I'd be scared. You know? <laughs> it's like evil tree beard. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I get well, that. yeah, I'd be scared, but then I'd be like, I, I'm just going to walk over here now, I guess. Yeah. Oh. I should mention there's, that the. There's the trees artists. in Wizard of, Wizard of Oz that were scarier than this guy. Oh, yeah, the artist. The artist is Melvin Grant, and he actually did other artwork for the band. Uh, yeah, which other ones did he do? Uh, I don't. Let me see. I don't know. Maybe some of the Blaze ones, or oh yeah, because those yeah those aren't very good, are they? No, <laughs> those are awful. <laughs> yeah, the virtual. No, the virtual one was done by an <laughs> AI robot or something. I think he did do the fear. He did Virtual X. He did uh, Death on the Road, Final Frontier. Uh, from fear to eternity. He did Final Frontier. Yeah. Huh. So he he, he left with Bruce. They started a duo, and yeah. then they yeah. they came back. And... Yeah. Hmm. Did he came? Did he come back? Derek Griggs, or was that it? Oh, uh, let me see. I mean, I be only because looking at some of the later stuff, it doesn't really look like Derek. That's yeah, no. true. I mean, yeah. you could just. See, I mean. With the beside I mean, it saying really inside, tell. it should have his little autograph thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Stratego definitely not. Uh, book, no. Definitely not Final Frontier. I mean, that's that's just yeah. not Derek. No. That that was the that was this guy, the uh, Grant uh, Melvin Grant. That, he did. Melvin Grant, Matt. Yeah. He dance of death. Yeah, I think I think um, no prayer was the last one Derek Riggs did ever. I think if I'm reading this rightly. So, hmm. it's too bad. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. Well, maybe did he die or something? No, he's alive. No, 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 no he's, he's still around. Yep. He's still around. Yeah, because they definitely haven't been as good since he left. No. no. Apparently, they wanted a more '90s version of Eddie. For yeah. This album. yeah. I don't know what that means. I don't either. <laughs> a modern yeah, version. Yeah, you got, you got a haircut, and you know the the, the two yeah, were more like radio what? friendly. Yeah, flannel shirt. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we so, can move. Yeah, we can move uh, on. We'll have to say the twigs coming out of his head are quite shorter than you know, like what his hairstyle is on Killer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like nineties Metallica. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, the opener is strong. On this mm-hmm. album. That's the. They should have ended the album right there. <laughs> opener three closer three minutes came out three seconds I, and then boom that's it and you know what's worse is that that was released before the album came out it was on headbangers ball that's right yeah, a that's couple a, weeks that's before right. oh, was oh, it? i actually true, yeah. i caught the world yes. premiere yeah i caught the world premiere and that's that was actually the first so my, my comment about it sounding heavier than no prayer for the dying that was exactly it it was almost like i saw the video blown away it was like a shock factor going on because it felt so much heavier it also felt different even though again it's it is typical maiden when you go back and li- listen to it but uh-huh. when you listen to it for the first time mm-hmm. it has a real different feel to it yeah it has there was something there was something heavier about it there is there is really something heavier yeah. in that song the way the way 
but yeah, if you if you learn the song, it's kind of the same notes that they they stick with, but it, they just the same do it formula. Yeah, yeah. Inter- interestingly enough, though, the song is played in G. So yeah. if you were to move it to E, it would feel like typical Maiden. But the fact that they moved it to G, the progressions aren't too dissimilar, but the feel winds up being like, oh, you know. Yeah, which is kind of the that. same as the, the the title track as well. It's yeah, it's the same. They start in a different place, but yeah, it's kind of that yeah. same formula. But yeah. it, it works. So the album, so, well, and for, we're probably going to talk about. It. Are we going to do each track on this? I, I don't know if we need to go track by track. Okay. There's, I mean, so we're all in agreement. The first and the last song are are the best. I yeah, the, I disagree. Oh yeah, out. and I mean, it, yes, that's the whole thing. Like, uh, you know, I think <clears throat> you know we've talked you know so far the whole business in 1992 that you know. My first couple arrests, uh, you know, lots of lots of grounding going on that year. So, um, you know, the, the whole kind of thing of, uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah. but the guy the, the first the, the album that just came out before this one. Uh, no prayer. No prayer. You know, my yeah. friend up the street, he had that. And so even though like he had it, we didn't really get too much rotation because it wasn't a power slave instead because it's a good album. I bought this one, as you can see, I have it in my hands. So I ended up listening to this a fuck ton more than anything else, uh, than, uh, you know, no prayer. That's why I really like this album more than that. Just more or less, I listened to it a whole lot more, but for me, I listened to this album a lot. Um, and I still, you know, that we, you know, came back to it this, this year. Um, I don't know why I listened to it as much as I did, because it's not a very good album. But <laughs> one way or another, my two favorites, my two favorites, oddly enough, and call me weird, I don't know, The Apparition and Judas Be My Guide. <laughs> I, I Judas <laughs> Be My Guide is great. I, I think that's a classic Maiden song. I do want to talk about The Apparition. Yeah, oh, that's my a good God. Song. That is, it's way too long. About that I song. Will... <laughs> way too long. It's only, it's not even four minutes. Is yeah. it? Well, I just um, one thing that always bothered me about that song was the way he does the vocals. Oh, yes, it's yes, the worst. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like we just crammed in a, some yes. some shit. Yeah. And I know Steve Harris said, "Sing these fucking words, or you're fired." Yeah, and fit them in somehow. He just like had to fit all these words, and then well, the the lyrics are so ridiculous. What <laughs> not? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what the hell is this? Yeah, yeah. I'll play. What not? Yeah, he just follows the guitar basically with the vocal. It's the laziest he's ever done on a song vocally. Thought not. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that. So sorry, sorry, Keith, you're outnumbered on this one for sure. I don't oh, mind the I don't mind the music really. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the last note when it ends. <laughs> I like that one note and that one song. It's pretty good. Actually, I do like the last. I like the way that song ends, honestly. But I just think it's like it's lyrically probably the worst song. I can't believe it's not even four minutes long. It feels much longer. It feels yeah. <laughs> in like an eternity. Well, eternity. You know what? I don't. I don't. So I don't hate the album. I think it's 
not very good, but there, I actually do like some of the songs. On I think the first side though is way stronger than the second side. What I would say, I would yeah, say, I'd say that's true. Um, aside from Fear of the Dark, because Fear of the Dark is good, but like I don't know, I liked. Um, I don't like From Here to Eternity. I like Afraid to Shoot Strangers. Um, yeah. Childhood Childhood's End was okay. Um, you know what that song reminds me of? Hmm. One of their singles that they did. Um, was it King of Twilight or Rainbow's Gold or something? Because it has the same kind of Is that a recent oh, yeah. song? What's that? No, Which, no, no, no. Uh, this childhood, childhood End? Uh, yeah. Or, is yeah. that what we're talking about? Yeah, that dig it, 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 dig it. It's like the same thing as one of those B sides, King of Twilight, I think it was, or I wish I had it in front of me. I'll play a little with this one. They're just all kind of doing that in unison. That, yeah. Bass sounds terrible there. Yeah, it does. Can't even tell what note he's playing, really. I'd sail across the ocean, I'd walk a hundred miles, if I could make it to the end, oh, just to see a smile. You'll yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine. I thought, okay. I, yeah. Fear, fear is the key I kind of liked, but I did, with that one, <laughs> you think they liked the song Cashmere a little bit? Because oh, yeah. <laughs> that song, I'll play a little bit of that because. Like that's, I don't know. To me, it reminds me of Cashmere. Quite yeah. a bit. It's got the um, like Mediterranean, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Middle Eastern kind of vibe. But I don't mind the song. I think it's a pretty good song, actually. I said two forty-four in this song was pretty heavy. Oh, I had that too. <laughs> actually, my note was pretty fucking heavy. <laughs> <laughs> kind of surprising. I like how he kind of cracks a little bit there, and they kept it in. Yeah. Yeah, but this part, this is heavy. It's good. Yeah. Except for the stupid disco beat. Yeah. No. <laughs> song doesn't do much for me at all. Yeah. And then this random section coming up that comes out of nowhere. Oh, and you play, well, get to the next section. Yeah. Oh, this, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the lies and lies and lies and lies. And I lies hate lies. that. Yeah. It's so weird. And it's one of the few times he does his epic scream in this weird yes. ass section. Twice. Yeah. Yeah, right here. Right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the first album that has that Bruce scream, isn't it? Yeah. Because I don't feel like... Cause that, and now he does I've it never, all the, the first song on the album? or No, I'm just saying, like, this album... He... That... Specific scream. That oh, now, now he does the, that. The legacy, that's right. the legacy of the Beast right. Boys. I've, and I don't know if it's because he can't do certain, like he can't do the number of the Beast scream anymore, right? Like that's, I don't know. 
that doesn't seem like it's something he could do. I mean, I, I'm surprised he could do that when he was 20. That stream is. I was going to say the number of the beast scream, I think, happened once and we've all heard it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Deech, was it, Deech, was it you that was telling me that um, maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but that number of the beast scream, that was just after him being so aggravated with Martin Birch and he kept having him going over and over again and do it? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, basically, yes. Yeah. It's on the um you could probably find on YouTube now just the making of that album, like classic albums that whole oh, yeah, series. I think it was on VH one or something, wasn't it? Or yeah. Or was it just a DVD that came out? I think it was just a DVD that came out. Anyway, yeah, I, I think I own that actually. Yeah. yeah. Got it back there somewhere. Yeah. Um I did want to talk about wasting love a little bit because well, first of all I, yeah. yeah. It sounds like, like it should it. be on a Dickinson solo album. Oh, it half sounds, of these songs. I was. That's what no, I was going to say. Half of it these. It sounds songs. like Def Leppard's. <laughs> and I yeah. actually like early Def Leppard's. So I don't really have a problem with that. But that song sucks. Fuck that song. <laughs> <laughs> but does this? So I'm going to play this, and you guys tell me. I mean, that oh, that yeah. first note. What is that? Bring it on the heartbreak. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. 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 Nice. It's the same fucking thing. Well, it's Gers, and I think they played shows with Def Leppard, whatever band he was. What was his band before? Uh, maybe he was in some know. glam uh, London band. Look it up. Wait, he was in a glam band. I'm shocked. <laughs> I don't know if they're glam, but you know, um, <laughs> they had some cheesy ass name. Anyway, White Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one. White Spirit. Nice. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah, I mean, from here to eternity. Uh, wasting love, maybe chains of misery, chains of misery, weekend chains warrior. I mean, those those oh. could have all been on tattooed millionaire. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Interesting, two of them, uh, from here to eternities, Steve Harris only. I'm pretty sure weekend warrior was Steve Harris too. Uh, it's Harrison Gers. Okay. Crazy. Gers. Well, I mean, it, I, thought... I mean, weekend warrior. That's the whole thing. Like you know, I mentioned '92. I just got arrested a couple times. So like weekend warrior. Like I listened to that a ton because. I thought it was about you know going out and doing what I got arrested for. Turns out it's, it's just about, about uh, it's, about, it's about, about football. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> foot, right. soccer. Sorry, Joe. Yeah. Soccer. Soccer. Yeah. That's what it was thought, about. Yeah. About yeah, it's about you know. Oh. I mean, it was, Steve Harris is a huge. I thought it was uh, about yeah reservists. I never. No. Really <laughs> about, <laughs> nope. It's about. I mean, Steve Harris is a big uh, West uh, Ham fan. Yeah, yeah West Ham. Uh, he is. Were, yeah, uh, they were, you know, back the uh, oh, it's, ICF it's in the late 70s, you know, were, were considered the, the pretty much biggest hooligans of the entire freaking country. So, Well, Wasting Love actually was... Um, they had a video, too. That was written during the Tattooed Millionaire phase, so you were right on, Chris. It was That was something they wrote back back during that uh solo it's so. it sounds like it shouldn't have made that tattoo like i can see why they didn't put it on there because that album the songs on that are better than wasting love i think <laughs> they just have that maybe same, not all of them but I, yeah, well, yeah it's I, I weird that steve that. harris wrote a lot of those other ones because it sounds like weekend warrior it. and um chains of misery maybe or definitely from here to eternity could have been on is tattoo. from here to eternity is that kind of a continuation of charlotte the harlot and all that Oh yeah, something. Yeah, because she gets I, I mentioned. Think it, I think it's part of that canon. Yeah, it's it is, but it's is also it? like they drive off, like I don't. know, They take off on the motorcycle and end up in space or some nonsense. It's it's. But it's all yeah. it's all innuendo. 
Yeah. So I don't know. You're right, that, Joe. And that's the, the thing about Tattooed a... is like every freaking lyric in that album is like innuendo. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's it's the fourth of the of the Charlotte the Harlot saga. The, uh, the one three, from the album before, right? Hooks and You. Yeah, Hooks and You. That's right. So Charlotte the Harlot, 22 Arcacia, and Hooks and You are the other three. I see a musical in the works. Oh, God. (laughs) Yes, Saucy Jack. Saucy Jack. I don't like most of those songs. So, well, 22 is fine, but the other three I'm like. I don't like. You don't like Charlotte the Harlot? Mm, Not really. I mean, it's. Uh, I like the first two. So aggressive and punky. (laughs) I just love the old stuff. I love the old stuff, too. I know, know, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even dislike the music of From Here to Eternity so much. It's just. Well, the lyrics are just terrible, but no, there's there's weird gang vocals on it too. Yes, it does chorus, not fit yeah. with them at all. No, it doesn't yeah. sound like Iron Maiden. I don't like the music either. That is, I don't know, I, it's got a cool little bass riff in the beginning. That riff is so good. It's hard. God, it sounds like poison or something. <laughs> it's gay. <laughs> <laughs> See, you hit him with the guitar. Yeah, I know. Totally. <laughs> does sound like that. <laughs> Come on, CC, talk to me. This greasy machine. So bad. These aren't even his lyrics. No. What are you doing, Steve? He has that gritty. Yeah. Like the holy smoke. Yeah. Yeah, he really leaned into that. I like that bass part. Yeah. Here's a nice piece of shit. <laughs> Greasy machine. She fell in love with it. Yeah. Oh, you know it. How could she not? So greasy. <laughs> it is. Hmm? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, no one gets that joke except me and Tim. Yeah. That's great. Unless you're watching Mandalorian. This one, Pudu. I didn't even know it was out anymore. Yeah. How, da- yeah. how 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 dare you? Disney Plus? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, every Wednesday is every new episode every Wednesday, I believe. Have you seen the latest Fern? Sorry to get off on a tangent. Only the first episode so far. There's only the one so far, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So yeah, you should know this. This one Pudu. That's when they went down and they had the <laughs> as aliens. See, that's one what did he say? This one's Pudu. Which this was shit, basically. So they, they were trying. They were trying to fix an old IG uh, yeah. bounty hunter, IG eleven. Yes. And uh, these little guys, and they had the. It's when you first <laughs> listen to them, you, you don't know, really understand what they're saying, but they're speaking English. It's just a really weird, crazy, like yeah. broken yeah. up person. This, these guys, oh. right here. These, uh, guy. like Scottish, basically. These guys, are almost. <laughs> this guy, these this this race right here. See <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, back to Maiden. Um, <laughs> I don't know what else. Is there anything else on this album we need to talk about? Um, I kind of want to run over the beast. Oh yeah, I, was, um, I think I think the only other comment I might have with wasting love, you know, and the whole tattooed millionaire thing. I remember as a fan, you know, uh, back then seeing the wasting love video and how just it felt so. It felt like a real departure from Maiden. So when No Prayer came out, I felt like okay, that was a definite shift from basically everything '88 prior and how they were evolving. Then this came out, and it was cool, you know, be quick or be dead. Okay, awesome. Look, look, different feel and everything. And then Wasting Love, with the whole sort of hair metal-ish kind of edge it had to it, 
I remember never liking the song, but never feeling like settled with it. Mm. So I don't, I, I don't know if that did don't anything even, for you in terms of when they connected with the video when he saw it. I'm pretty sure I've never seen the video for that. I don't remember the video at all. Yeah, there's yeah, one for that, and from here to eternity. Yeah. I remember the, I remember the be from quick. here to eternity one, and be um, quicker, be dead. But I don't remember wasting love at all. I don't I, remember. I feel the I same. <clears throat> I feel the same about wasting love. I feel because I remember when this album came out. I think I was I was just starting undergrad, and I started going away from rock and metal. Not that I never listened to it again, but like it was all starting to be classical music. So this was just like, uh, the latest maiden, uh, be quick is great. And then everything else is kind of weird. And, uh, Judas be my guys. Okay. And I just, it wasn't something I listened to all the time because I was infatuated with maiden anymore. I was actually starting to lose interest, but, um, but wasting love was so weird because that was like the first power ballad. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah. As disjointed as I think the rest of the album is, it's like even in specific songs like this one, the middle of it, it's like, what the hell is this part? You just ruined the whole fucking song. Yeah, it's stupid. It's like they're trying to be like musical or proggy or something, and they just ruined, like, if you're just going to do a power ballad, just and you keep it, they just shoehorn these parts of it. Yeah. And that's why I feel about the whole album is like, Especially starting it off with Be Quick, and then all of a sudden you got the complete opposite end of the spectrum, and it's just how all these weird like songs that don't make any sense. And not that it, again, yeah. it has to be any kind of you know a concept or anything like that, but it didn't have. I always felt like, and yes, I was I grew up on Killers and Number of the Beast, Power Slave, Peace of Mind, Power Slave, but they always felt more. Like cohesive, cohesive, yeah, 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 yeah. And then no, this was I get just that. like so weird. I think this, this was the first album to be left off where they did this, where it's like Afraid to Shoot Strangers is a good example where it's a good song, but there's just these weird shifts in the song where it just switches parts, like. Yeah, mm. this song shouldn't. It's almost seven minutes. It should not be that long. No, no. it's way too long. The it's beginning long. is way too extra long. long. The yeah, very beginning of cut it. in half. Yeah. yeah, and that goes to your point, Chris, about the cohesion. It's like it's not there. It's just like it, it kind of reminds me of what um, Craig LaCicero said when he's talking about um, I can't I can't remember what album he's talking about specifically or songs, but he he said there's a difference between uh, like riff piling and songwriting, and like there's Are you, you know death magnetic. uh, (laughs) maybe riff piling we've talked about the dark angel album where they just oh yeah bragged about how many riffs are on the album right yeah time time does not heal they did they bragged about that on the the yeah but that's 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 what i'm talking about where it's like they're just a pile of riffs and let's stick this section to this section because it it seems to work well or it's where we had this riff left over right right like we need to want to use this yeah um, and I, I'll, I'll admit Metallica is guilty of that too with their later oh, yeah. albums. It's just like, you know, I I like the albums, but they they are definitely guilty of just saying, okay, well now we'll do this riff for eight measures, and we'll go back to the, uh, this this riff, and then we'll go back to this riff, and it's just like it's not a cohesive song. Yeah. Like it, and I think I think that's that's self proclaimed too. They'll, they'll they'll be the first to tell you that, Lars. You know, be the first to tell you. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Eric, you need a uh, a fake Steve Harris button, like you're pretending you could call him. <laughs> yeah. all right let's call, call phone a friend 
Bona Harris. <laughs> the only British thing I have is I am a lady, which doesn't really count. So. <laughs> Me and Fern have a, uh, our own saying now. Like uh, it'll come up randomly, but can well, I guess we already swore. Uh, I don't know if you can say this, but well, so there's swearing, and then there's this. Yeah, that's you true. Can, you can say whatever you want. This is not a. You can edit this out, right? Or you yeah, can yeah. put a. We can. We're not gonna, we can't fucking edit this. Yeah, you can put something over this word. <laughs> but you all heard the um, mission from Ari, mission right? From Ari. No. Yeah. No, no, well, he yeah, hasn't. I mean, what? What are we talking about? Mission from Ari? It was on our outro for a while, I believe. You've heard Part it, of it was. Oh, uh, I heard, oh, I've heard that, it. That, uh, the, Some the cunts recorded. recording this. Yes. Uh, oh, the, yeah, yeah the argument. But one of the many, many incredibly funny things that they say is, you're not the cunt. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Fern would just be like setting up and all of a sudden it's like you're not the cunt <laughs> there's a lot of uh, affirmation within Eyes of the Nile just so you know, a lot of, you know a lot of... yeah well so um, we didn't talk about the title track which we probably should talk about that song at least yeah right? I was, yeah. That was yeah. gonna mention that yeah I... absolutely because that's that's pretty important we talk about that it's the only song they play live now well no they played every so. goddamn show too though yeah, yes. like, yeah. come on What's i know new, i know they, they want Janik to have some sort of like hey Janik's in the band but <laughs> i mean could they just they replaced like, um they per- what uh heaven can wait kind of is it the sing along song i guess, uh, yeah, I guess but so. i mean it, did, I it 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 was a huge difference when we when you heard i think it was the rio was the first live one that where the audience was like really Singing oh. along. Well, no, even the uh, live album that came out right after this, I thought, or there was Donington as well. A real came live out. one or a real dead one? A real live one, a real dead one. Yeah. yeah, and then Donington came out in '93, yeah. uh, I think. Um, well, I I pulled the one from Rio because it's impressive. Well, yeah, this is a song that's all their songs are. I think didn't really better live, but this one, yeah. it's not even close. <laughs> it's it's meant to be played live. It's so awesome. Yeah. Are you sure this is not from Tally Ho? Sounds a little bit like. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a there's a, there's a Brazilian accent to that. Oh, that's oh. Right. Yeah. we that overdubbed that in there. You and we we pick on Yannick a lot, but he added that little thing right there. Yeah, goes, it's so good. It's perfect. Oh, yeah, that's him. Very good. That's Yannick. Yeah. <laughs> I, we do pick on him a lot because that's his only kinda... thing he did. That was good. <laughs> the only good thing he's done. I've ever. I've started playing notes with my my guitar cable now, just <laughs> whipping it, <laughs> and I stretch my legs up on my amp. Yeah. Oh God, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> I am a man who walks alone when I'm walking a dark road. Also, Bruce on this is great because of all the. Oh yeah. Inflection. <laughs> 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 there we go. Fear of the dark. Fear of the dark. I have a constant fear that something is always. Fear of the dark, you. Yes. Fear of the dark. Someone. <laughs> 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 right. <laughs> yeah. 
This song almost doesn't fit on this album because it's. I feel like this is the only song they sat down and actually wrote in these writing sessions. They went, "We got this." Yeah. We're out. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. This is the high point of the album. Let's put it at the end. Yeah. Right. Also, I, I can't help but hear "Fear of the Dog" and "Fear of the Dog." The duck. The duck. <laughs> no, the duck. Yeah. Then the, the duck. duck. Fear of the duck, fear, fear of the dog, the duck. fear of the dog. Yes. <laughs> Every fear time. Fear of the duck. Fear of the dog, the duck, the dog. There it is. <laughs> Great. That's fucked for me now. <laughs> You're welcome. I did oh, it to myself. And audience participation here. So good. Yeah. Very good. God. Like, what? This song comes on, and you're like, where, where did this come from? Where was this the last hour? Yeah. <laughs> but it's so much better with any live version of this. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, not even, I don't even think it's just because of the crowd. They just, they groove better on it live. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good it's closer. Song. Yeah. It's so, funny because this is this is one of those songs that we have uh, those conversations when we're building a set list, <laughs> you know, and somewhat divided it as to whether or not we want to add it on any given night. But. Well, I was telling Joe before you joined, like I don't think I've seen you. I think I've seen you guys play this once, and that's it. It's not on your set list a lot, is it? We've taken it out the past. I mean, almost maybe the past year for some reason. I don't think Navid's into it. I don't think people, well, for whatever reason, care to play it too much. Well, I think, and and I think the other part of it is, you know, just I think that we've also added a number of tunes, you know, in the last year, you know, and some of them being more epic, like with Seven Sun, and they're a bit longer. So yeah. we're getting to that point where, you know, we really we don't want to go past the what seventeen song mark. So we want to be careful that you know, could, you get to that sort of good problem to have where you have too many good songs you want to play while well, you're going to have to cut, and it just happens to be Fear of the Dark. And it never makes the cut because of all these new things, especially with the mm. new somewhere, in time, especially with the new somewhere in time tracks that we're adding, which mm. is especially exciting. So uh, I, I think thank at you some for point, that. By the way, Jesus no, Christ. we are just so <laughs> psyched, and we have other ideas coming soon. So stay tuned. But oh. uh, I think that may be part of why Fear the Dark. Because Fear the Dark is one of those that's like it's not terrible, but it definitely would not win a street fight against most of the setless current. Mm. Right. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. It's different too when you're there at a maiden show because it's it like I said it, it's it's like to, seek and destroy a, kind of right yeah, yeah. like yeah. <laughs> you have to be there to sing it live otherwise it's right. just you're not gonna right. fucking put that on yeah out of right. nowhere to listen to yeah it's a constant battle you know it's <laughs> like the try to take your personal feelings out of how you feel about a song versus yeah. is the song gonna go over versus when did we play it last versus there's all these other songs. Mm-hmm. versus yeah. Naveed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Come on, he's, he's, he's not here. We got to be nice. I know. We love you, Naveed. You're not, he's not going to listen to this anyway. Or we don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Take that back. You're not the cunt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, well, we... oh, no, sorry, I want to, I just want to at least get, um, some bass players opinions like for me one thing that i don't i know i don't like about this album is this is really where steve harris started to go into his uh 
his power chord phase. I knew, I knew you were going to say Big that. time. Like, it's all <laughs> over where he's just fucking playing guitar on bass. And that's always bothered me about this album. I don't know if, if you guys... Well, Keith, this album has some sentimental value to you, so I don't know if you... That, yeah, exactly. That's all like me. But it's... it's, it's uh, but I, the, 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 yeah, I, I mean... The first album that you buy from a band is always significant and will always stick huge. with you no matter yeah. what. Yeah. So, yeah. Like if this is the first one that you got into, seriously, then I can I can get No, 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 no. I mean, uh, we had already had everything for this and then I ended up I, this is like the whole thing. Like I, we've discussed this before, you know, like my brother and I were getting into music at the same time and he ended up with, you know, Metallica, Megadeth, Iron Maiden uh and I had, you know, anthrax suicidal tendencies and testament so you know <laughs> i actually got this album even though he's the one who had the iron maiden collection but uh well that's cinematic yeah, i think at that point yeah. uh, like my yeah. brother could not give a shit about this album. Yeah. it's a fascinating question though because uh and this to me goes with any music i listen to like because i've had people ask questions like this well well as a bass player you know how do you what do you think of these songs and i think as a rule for me personally um if a song hits me or if music hits me it just hits me it's not because of the bass but when listening to the bass i noticed that it was definitely interesting that steve started to get into the power chord thing and i I like the thickness that it added but i also felt like in some spots it felt like I would have been I would have been curious to know what it would have been like and let the guitars breathe a little bit more in that mm-hmm. space because it yeah. was so thunderous and it was cool. But, you know, I think part of it is, you know, you, you grow accustomed to the way Steve has played from up to that point. Yeah. Right. And, and the gallop uh, was and gone. In a lot the of gallop was. Well, and I think that the. I, I don't I hope hopefully I'm not misquoting or misremembering something, but I think there was a deliberate um, want to step away from the gallop for a little while hmm. around that time or hmm. not too long before that time, which lends to, to where they were at that time. And I think even today, some of the, a lot of the stuff that they played is not a whole lot of the gallop stuff. Right? No, no, he does. Um, he still but, does a lot of chords. Yeah. Right. It, well, right. And, 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 and as a player and as a tribute band playing that, that's really hard to translate live for me. So I got to be careful, but in terms of listening to it as a song, yeah, I, some of it's cool, but I, I, I think I would have been curious to know what it would have been like if he kind of laid back on the root notes and let maybe have it produced to where the guitars are doing more of that texturing. Yeah. Yeah. Want to ask him, Eric? I don't know if... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's late there. Don't call them right now. That's true. <laughs> Phone at um, Harry. <laughs> yeah. It's like what? It's like three in the morning there. Can't yeah, they're about... He's, he's writing new crap. He's he's old. He's got to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I just don't I don't know if it would have uh made the album draft sub maybe subliminally even at the time. Um because I don't think there's something I thought about until much later as I, I played bass, but it's like, man, this and I started learning their songs, you know, I was like, man, this he's just doing chords on this album all over yeah. the place. And the album kind of drags to begin with. It's it's uh it's what is it, like ten minutes longer than No Prayer for the Dying, I think. Yeah, yeah that sounds about right. It's a long album, and I remember when it came out too. Like we we mentioned that um, "Be Quicker the Dead," "Be Be Quicker Be Dead," kind of. I think for me, it got my hopes up for the album. I don't remember mm-hmm, yeah. collectively how because because I've known Eric and Tim and Keith for for back even when this album came out. But um, yeah. like it kind of got us excited for the album, and then it was just like I remember playing it over and over and just being like, 
it's just not nothing sticky really with this yeah. album. I was yeah, yeah. I was with you the first time I heard this album, Joe. Do you remember this? I don't know if you remember. It's a weird. You know how we remember specific things and for uh-huh. no reason why I remember this, but I was. We were at were, your uncle's house. Were we? I was going to say were we were in Fairfax. We were. We, I guess house. we were. You, you guys were down the street from my parents. Yeah. Basically. yeah. And I don't know why. I don't because I don't think you were driving yet. But we ended up listening to the entire album in ninety three. A car. Well, I would have been, been driving probably by then. When did it come out? Well, did we say the release date? We came out ninety two, and it was like. Oh no! I guess not. Yeah. And that, that was a weird thing. I remember listening to it in a car. I don't know if it was your car, but because we were in your uncle's house and, and we were like trying to get out of this conversation because we wanted to go listen to the new Iron Maiden album. So, oh, yeah. He, he definitely talks too much, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, he's a talker. I just oh, remember God. like, come on, we got to go. Let's get this Maiden album. Let's go listen to him. I don't even know this dude. Why are we in this house? It was a weird situation. <laughs> May 92, by the way. Yeah. May. May 92. No, I shouldn't have been. I should not have been driving it. I don't even know if you had your learner's permit. Anyway, I should have had my learner's. I think, but yeah, you but anyway, learners. Um, yeah, the and 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 then um, it wasn't well, but two, not even two years, probably after this, that um, Bruce officially left. He left in '93. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. so then this album also from then on had the stink of um, being Bruce's last album, and it kind of yeah, fuck it. He didn't even like the album. He left the fucking band after this. I think it's it's probably good that he left when he did though because it's just like I think they kind of this album is not obviously we've said it, it's not that great so yeah I think you need to take a break and come back yeah. a little fresher and I mean you know oh yeah it worked let's, out let's yeah. face it the Very worst well. decade of Iron Maiden is the 90s this worst it's one of the worst decades for metal so yeah Maybe it's probably the worst right I don't know maybe uh, what the zeros. 90s yeah, yeah wait I mean I some of the greatest I mean, yeah. Olger came out in the 90s. So. I don't, I, I, yeah. yeah, I, I, so I the zeros? Because <laughs> early, early zeros might be. The early mm-hmm. zeros, yeah. yeah. That's where things got really. Whenever Limp Biscuit started, just, I think. Was, <laughs> you know, that's, like late, that's late 90s. Late 90s, okay. yeah. All right. Have any of you seen oh, them no, Blaze live? No. No. I saw them in Boston with Blaze, and uh, it was a, a small theater. I forget what the actual album was. This is how kind of like out of it I was with everything but um me and someone else went and it was actually awesome and i think part of it because they were in a small theater and blaze was actually a great front man he was as much as i despised his voice i just remember him being incredibly animated and just running around the stage and it was like oh my god like he Hmm. was just so fun to watch and it was a great show but uh, the only thing I actually remember from that show really was him just being huh. like fun and made it just fun to watch them with this terrible singer, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a very it's good. Not singer. just your opinion. No. <laughs> no, that's pretty universal. I think <laughs> I still never listened to both of those albums all the way through. Yeah, I never have I. either. Never can't do I, it. I, I, can't. I just listened to a podcast with, um, uh, Chris Jericho, he has a great podcast. If yeah, you don't yeah. know, and he's a huge oh, yeah. Maiden fan. And yes. he did the past. Uh, the past one was, or the last one was, the top ten opening Maiden tracks on an album. Well, and it was him and two other people. I think a writer from Kerrang and like Brian Slagle or something from Metal Blade Records. Yeah. And they all had their top ten opening Maiden tracks. This is a recent podcast. 
Yeah, yeah, it was just uh, like the last one or two. Yeah, I've encouraged the, you guys to listen to we was the uh, Anthrax. I, I listened to that. Yeah, yeah. Where they really compared uh, Among the Living and uh, 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 spreading the disease. Spreading the disease. Yeah. Oh. In fact, cool. I almost took I almost took inspiration from that, but I'm like, you can't compare this album and Number of the Beast. Yeah, <laughs> it right. wouldn't be fair. Yeah. We need an Eddie like, Trunk on here to, to defend. Yeah, yeah. This you're like Ultimate Ultimate Warrior yeah. going up against some no name wrestler. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bob Johnson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the only other thing I wanted to say about this album is, and we didn't really mention it too much, but um, the album really suffers without Adrian Smith. Like, yes. Yeah. I know that he wasn't on the last album either, but this is like, it just, I don't know. I, I think his writing credits, him and Bruce write some really good stuff. And without him, it just didn't, I don't know. It's another reason why this album doesn't work for me. So, Yeah. I mean, I'll love Steve Harris to the day I die. I mean, that guy writes some incredible fucking tunes. But you know what? This band really is a group of people, you know, like mm-hmm. even though. Harris, well, is nowhere. None of them are nearly as important as Steve. They all have a, you know, have a position within the band that actually makes it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, without Bruce, you don't have anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. It was okay. Oh yeah, yeah. But but yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, with Paul, it wouldn't have lasted too long. You know, right. They would not still be. And going he couldn't on be touring today. now, considering yeah. the position. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's let's grade this so we can move on to uh, to number. Of the oh, best. we're grading. Yes. Oh, yes. Got to grade it. Uh, like A, B, C kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. A to yes F, exactly. Yeah. You can do minuses and pluses too. Yeah. And I, I found out recently that F minus is a thing. So. <laughs> I just heard, really that's so weird because I just heard that the other day for something and well I was, I was looking like, at it, it was the commanders Washington commanders put out their group. yes that's exactly what yeah. I was reading <laughs> it was like, so how is F minus a great well if it's the commanders I could see why I, I couldn't it. believe that they got the yeah. worst what was it for <sighs> mascots no for everything <laughs> the, whole organization. the band yeah. it was the first time uh, they let players vote on like the condition of the entire organization like you know locker rooms travel um, food, training staff, food staff, gyms. So they gave it an F minus because they wouldn't be fair to other other teams that failed, right? <laughs> I guess isn't, so. that, isn't that the rationale? Probably. I think they failed on all but two categories, basically. Huh. One was an A, which is really weird. Yeah, I can't remember which one. It was, was. like F F F D A. Oh, sexual. I think sexual harassment. Yes. Okay. Anyway, grades for this album. Incompetence A. <laughs> Sorry, I was right. still on the. He's Red still Skins. on the commanders. The commanders. Okay, I was say, yeah. What? Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I can, I can start. Uh, <laughs> I'll go C for this one because it's not like I, I don't hate the album. It's not like an F. Um, and there are some good songs, and 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 the fact that Be Quick or Be Dead and, and Fear of the Dark are really good songs. Um, you know, C, a C, a solid C, bouncy C, bouncy C. Give me a C. A what? <laughs> Bouncy C. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna go C plus just because it's got a warmest place in my heart. Like, uh, I understand. Mm-hmm. We should have gone last. Our guests should have gone first. I'm a dick. What can I say? Yeah. I, I'll well, go C plus. C plus. I was expecting lower than that. But all right, cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think nice. for me. 
I think for me, C minus, but you know, it's and it's not because it's just like you know, Eric said, it's not a at all a bad album. But I mean, it, if we're thinking about the entire discography, and of course, it's subjective to who you are, what Maiden means to you, where you were in your life when you heard first heard Maiden, and when you first heard each of the albums, all that stuff put together. For me, as stacked with the rest of this, this of the discography, I would say it is probably somewhere about a C minus for me. That's what I was going to say. C minus. Yeah. All right. 20. Yeah. That's about a C, yes, C average there, I think. That's C, a, yeah. C, C plus, C, C plus, minus. C minus. Somebody do the math. I'd say C minus. <laughs> how is this the band that four years prior to this had put out Seventh Son? Oh my gosh. I know. That's crazy. It's, it's not. They had a different, they had a different guy in the band. I know, but one guy. Well, maybe that shocking. speaks to, maybe that speaks to songwriting vice riff yeah. piling. And inspiration and concept because mm-hmm. Seventh Son was mm-hmm. a concept. It was thought behind it, right? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I mean, I don't want to get too in the weeds with that one, but Bruce almost left around that time too. So, yeah. Yeah. He wanted about to be more acoustic. Yeah. yeah. And who knows? Who's to say who really writes these songs? Like who they give credit oh. to, right? Like, it, it, who, there's there's got to be a collaboration, right? Yeah. So, right. Even though right. it may say Harris, it might really be like some other guys. Well, I mean, it can let's, be a, comment, a combination, way. but he might, you know, however they have it worked out, he could have had like 80% of the song right. and they just yeah. left it at that. But who knows? It's funny because we actually do the bookend tunes, uh, Be Quick and Fair, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to yeah. ask you that, I mean, actually. I think yeah. that's, that, those are the only two I've seen you guys do. So I assume those are the only two that you actually I was actually listening yeah. to some of these just to see if, you know, one would stick out as being a possibility for something in the nope. future and nope. i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> well judas judas be my guide was probably uh, you know the what? closest one or right, wasting maybe. love but when wasting love comes when that middle part comes up i'm just like that just ruined the whole song yeah. forget it <laughs> never mind never mind well afraid to shoot strangers is the only other one they've played live recently like and, and i'm recently, sort of recently. like 20 2013 i think it was the last time they played that so yeah i like a lot of that song but i just don't know it's very long. It is long, yeah. yeah. And I don't think, it's you know, right. you got to think about crowd reaction, too. Like, I don't think people are coming <laughs> to see a cover band to do Afraid to Shoot Strangers. So. Yeah. If it's, if it's going to be a long song, it has to be strong from beginning to end. It can't yeah, be. Absolutely. Yeah. I can, I can like tell a, you like a, guys, as a fan of you guys and, and what you do, if you Thank busted you. out any one of these others from 2 to 11, these tracks, I yeah. would not fan, I would not, like, mark out for that at all. I'd be like, huh. <laughs> you <okay>. would what? <laughs> you I wouldn't like no, I wouldn't mark out. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like fuck it. Like you, you pull out. What he would the, freak out. He would. Freak yeah, out. You, yeah, you do stranger in a strange land. We're like uh, fuck yeah. Like yes, fuck yeah. I don't like it. Okay. Not, none of but these like, are gonna. I don't think. I think I speak I for Eric too on that. Like none of the. I don't know. Yeah, Ma- no, maybe. I'd be like, that's interesting. Maiden. Interesting. The last time I saw Maiden, they played you know a handful of the stuff of the uh, the Blaze Bailey stuff. And it was really yeah. cool. Like I thought, like when I was oh, sitting yeah. there watching, I'm like, "Fuck yeah, this is so badass to hear these guys play those tunes." Because you know, let's face it, you know, nobody really thinks about that stuff. If you guys did the Blaze Bailey stuff when I showed up to see an Iron Maiden tribute, I don't know that I'd be excited. <laughs> we just, do. you know, I, it's funny because I wonder. You know, I, th- I think we all, and I'm not going to speak for the rest of the band, but I, I, I would imagine that when we think about what songs to add to the set list, because there are, there are a handful of actually really cool blaze songs too, right. Mm-hmm. To be fair. Um, but that said, it's not only is it thinking about, well, how did it translate when Iron Maiden did it live, but you know, 
for us contextually, how would it work within the set list that we're building? Right. Uh, Cause there's some songs where honestly, it's like, we think it could have been awesome and it was okay. And mm-hmm. some songs where it was like, we're not sure what it's going to do. And it wound up absolutely destroying the house. Right. Mm-hmm. Which was awesome. So um, it, it's an interesting conversation to have to think about that kind of thing. Cause you know, to your point, you know, when you see Maiden do blaze songs, it's like, Oh yeah. Awesome. But then, when it's a tribute band, right? It's a little bit of a different kind of a ball game that you're yeah, thinking yeah, about, right? That's true. Klansman is the only Blaze song we do, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, Klansman, Klansman. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Got a lot of requests for Sign of the Cross, actually. I actually listened to that the other day, thinking about that specifically. Will the song work? And then I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> it's rough. It, yeah, it's it's rough. It's you need the whole theatrics like they do live with the cross yeah, and Bruce coming out. Yes. Like, oh yeah, yeah. the light so of the cross. Goofy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of pyro on that one. Yeah. Gonna yeah. need gonna need a bigger boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were in '92. We were kind of in a different place mentally as far as our fandom of metal. I think as well like a lot of stuff had happened before this that we were kind of branching off in different places like primus had happened faith no more had happened caius had happened clutch was about to happen it was just a weird time and like where did maiden fit and all that and they could have fit but they put this out and you're like guys i'm on your side but you're losing me yeah yeah Yeah. and uh, that was such a weird time yeah, you know, it's, you know, it's sure. interesting too. Thinking back to that time with all the things that were coming out, you had 120 minutes on MTV and all these other shows that were other than Headbangers Ball that were starting to showcase all this different stuff. Um, I wonder if where Maiden started to branch out, I wonder if at that time it might have served them better to stick with their really solid formula that they had. If they were yeah. able to do that, maybe they weren't in they weren't in a musical mindset to do that. But if they had, I wonder how differently it would be because there was so much else that was straying further from home coming yeah. into our lives musically, right? Yeah, yeah, I think it would have worked well actually. And I guess you can't blame them. Like I always use the Metallica as an example of they always wrote whatever the hell they wanted. Yeah, no, they didn't. You know, you got the the black album. He's like, who expected something like that after Injustice? Right. And so you can't, as a fan, you have to understand that artists want to write what whatever the hell they want, whether they're mm-hmm. feeling proggy and they want to branch out or they want to write a power ballad like Wasting Love. It's like you can't blame them for not sounding like Power Slave or Peace of Mind or your favorite right. classic Iron Maiden songs. And I always try to remember that and just listen objectively and it's like yeah this is not aces high i fucking hate it <laughs> but did that yeah and i still can't like but i still I like, book of like souls. it huh but you still don't like book of souls yeah <laughs> oh yeah it's like i don't know how to like like it speed of light 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 uh, yeah those some of those yeah some of those songs are some of those yeah, are that's good like that's like my least favorite on an album but yeah okay. oh, <laughs> that's my that's my jam that is my I would jam think, like, day, but... that would be a contender to play if anything i think it'd be awesome especially Man, if you video. pick that song from book of soul i'd be disappointed mm. <laughs> really? I, there's a couple of great With songs video i think yeah there are but fuck Wait, i love that, that song album. I, no you guys should do that song fuck so Chris, 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 I'm really, I'm really glad you said something about that too, because what you just said about how artists, you know, as a listener, really appreciating what the artist wants to do, right? Regardless of what it is, what you're used to, whatever. And with Maiden, it was an interesting time. There was so much going on. So maybe these departures, whereas for me with Metallica, 
at the time, I liked load. I liked reload. I liked saying anger a lot. And I felt like I was the only one on the planet liking what was going on. Yeah. While still loving, obviously, the first four albums, because that's what I when I first started listening to metal, Injustice for All was brand new. Seven Sun was brand new. State of Euphoria, brand new. See, uh, uh, South of Heaven was brand new. It was 88 mm-hmm. was when I got yeah. into metal. So all yeah. those had a place in my heart. But kind of trying to keep an open mind. And for some reason... There was something about Maiden, and I don't know what it was that when they came out around that time with No Prayer, and then and then with uh, uh, Fear of the Dark, it was like, ooh, it's like you want to hold on, you want to love what's going on, and it's like mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to keep you. I'm not going to sell the CD. I'm not going to sell the cassette. I'm going to keep it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would grow on me, but it just didn't hit the same way. The way for some reason Metallica did, and maybe it was just where I was in my life at the time. But yeah, it's, it's like, a really fascinating thing to think about. It's like what? when we saw Phantom Menace, and we wanted to like it so much. <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> and then and a few years later, we were like, a good oh, analogy. Really bad. Jar Jar Binks. It's 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 like I wanted to do the walk of shame just thinking of Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Energy, energy, aggression, power. To sum it up, it's a vulgar display of power. Sometimes I think you drink just a little too much blood. I'm sorry. I'm going to be a bloodaholic tonight. Good enough. Cutting it up big time. They are miserable slaves of Satan. Look out! Some country called him this.